Blog Talk Radio. Eastern, you're clear for takeoff.
feel safe with the people I know from once upon a long time ago. I'll never fly off to Neverland. I'll never travel in time. All I can do is the best I can and go there in my mind. So I close my eyes, imagine I'm there, hide and seek musical chairs, hot summer nights and the cool winter snow from one upon a long time ago you know i'm going to rewrite the lyrics to that song and insert eastern airlines in there somehow and uh i think it would be a uh, uh most of the lyrics would be the same because the song really plays what we do here on this show every monday and i'm going to uh, open up the microphones of all Uh, as uh, the order of their appearance on my screen. And first of all, I see Chuck Albright somewhere in the Villages community. Chuck, say hello, and where are you, and what's happening today? Well, uh, as you said, I'm in the Villages. This is about 70 miles north of Orlando in central Florida. We have a retirement center here. It's the largest in the world with 135,000 people living in 70,000 homes on 53 golf courses, and the weather is beautiful today. Boy, the Chamber of Commerce is going to hire you right away (laughs) there, Chuck. You uh, did some uh, research there, and you know your area very well. Let's see what Mike knows about where, where he's from and what he's doing up there in the state of New York somewhere. Mike, how are you? Well, I'm doing fine. Uh, welcome to the hosts and the listeners. It's, uh, I'm here out in the middle of Long Island, and it's nice uh, 65 degrees and gray skies with a little bit of light rain. And sitting here, what I'm doing is sitting here talking to everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> good way to spend 1 o'clock in the afternoon, Mike. Very right, good. Exactly. And also, we've got down in Georgia, let's move down a little bit south, and we got some Georgia folks uh, here on my screen, and the first one is none other than Captain uh, Jim Holder. Hello, Jim. What's happening there where you are? Oh, I'm sitting here waiting to talk on the radio show, and I can report that yesterday at Peach State Airport, we had a fly-in, drive-in, and it was jam-packed in the uh, room we had. We had about 65 or 70 people uh, show up. Kira Robinson and her husband, a retired United captain, and uh, she did the, was a honcho behind this tie-in picnic and whatever you wanted to call it, and great food, and that's the first time we've done anything like. How many airplanes were there? How many? How many? Uh, uh, there, the field uh, was it at the airport. Well, you I said was, a fly-in, I, sure. Yeah, it was a fly-in. Yeah, I think I saw about eight airplanes because most of us. Uh, had to hang up our wings, and we'd drive over in our pickup trucks. 
And, uh, <laughs> but I tell you, it was, we, we crowded that room was so crowded you couldn't hardly turn around. There wasn't a single person wearing a mask. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, everybody had their shots, I hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm okay. sure they have. Now, somewhere in Atlanta area is Al Jenkins, and I'm going to open your microphone. Al, how you doing? Al, I'm doing good. I'm in Gwinnett County. Uh, rain stopped, and it looks good outside. Well, uh, when we first talked to Al, he said a little a tornado, a little tornado came through, and I said, well, there ain't no little tornado. But uh, <laughs> it didn't do any damage that you know of, did it, Al? Uh, yes, it did, but I got to go back to the news. They're going to show it. Yeah, well, I hope it's not too uh, too bad, and it's little like you said. And then we got another uh, host uh, that's become a host or a listener, uh, uh, and nobody's host on this show. We just take call-ins, and these folks like to talk about Eastern Airlines. And we got Bill, Bill Miller. Is it Bill Miller? Kennedy. Huh? Bill Kennedy. Kennedy. I don't know why I want to call yeah. you Miller. <laughs> Bill Kennedy. <laughs> Where are you? No. <laughs> but uh, it's a rainy day up here in North Georgia, up in here in Blairsville. Okay. Blairsville. All right. Very good. Brasstown Ball is real close to you. That's the highest point in Georgia, isn't it? Uh, yes, it's uh, very close by over there. You used to belong to that gun club over there uh, near a uh, Brasstown Ball. Beautiful area up there, Tallulah Falls and Blue Ridge not too far from you over there, and it's it's just a beautiful part of the state of Georgia. Yeah, it's very beautiful. Okay, now, you guys, I said uh, earlier before coming on the show, we have no topics, so we got to talk about something. And I'm going to throw the first question out, and you guys can talk about it or, or uh, ask yourself a question and answer it, too, if you like, so we can keep the uh, dead air time down to a minimum. But I'm going to ask, especially you pilots, I think we've got two of them on, on with us. Let's see. we got... Uh, Mike is uh, was uh, with Eastern, and uh, Jim Holder also with Eastern, and uh, and uh, Al and, and you guys, Al, you were in maintenance, or you were in? What were you in, Al? I was in maintenance. Yeah, maintenance, and also Bill, you were a pilot, also. Bill, yes, yeah. yes, I yeah. was. Okay, well, I'm going to ask a couple of pilot questions, first of all, because you guys in maintenance didn't do too much traveling around and having to lay over, although I think I heard a story or two from you, Chuck, about you going uh, to take care of some airplanes out of town, but I'm going to ask Jim and Mike and uh, and uh, Bill, what were your favorite layover cities? I'm going to start uh, off. Mine was... First of all, let's let's start off. Okay, I'll start with you since I heard you, uh, Bill. Let's start with you. Uh, probably my favorite layover was probably uh, uh, Reno, Nevada. Okay. That was a good one of mine, too. I loved it. So much to do out there. 
especially the oh, Mustang yeah. Ranch over there in Sparks. <laughs> <laughs> Have a credit card? Yeah. I got it. I told a story about that one time. I was going to buy it and turn it into timeshare uh, units there at Mustang Ranch. But uh, at any rate, that didn't go over too good. Now I'm going to move up the board. Share. Yeah, I'm going to move up the board to Jim Holder. <laughs> Jim, what's your favorite layover city? Oh, my favorite, I guess this is way back, believe me. I think it might be Seattle. I don't think it would be, or Portland, there would be much one anymore. Corpus Christi. I love to go to Corpus Christi because it was just a nice little place. They had wonderful Mexican food. We always, the crews stayed together. Uh, Boston, that's another great layover city just for the, for the food, you know. Sounds like yeah. I ought to be weighing 300 pounds here, but I don't. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was a, there was many of them on favorite. But, Speaking uh, of uh, Corpus, Jim, uh, do you remember uh-huh. at one time we used to have a a car there, a crew car, or uh, there at operations. And when we landed, uh, we took took the car and took it into town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but either that or we rented a car. Rent, rented it, so I think. Flight yeah. attendants always stayed. Yeah, rented a car, and yeah. being the co-pilot, I always had to do the driving. But, uh, <laughs> and I had my first real Mexican food there with Johnny Johnson. You know Johnny, okay. I'm sure. Oh and I yes. Saw a plate, a plate, a flight attendant yesterday, I kept seeing her sitting over there, and I said, I know that girl, I know that girl. I thought she might be somebody's wife, and she was somebody's wife at the time. But way back <laughs> in those corpus days when we laid over there, that that flight attendant was there. I won't use the last name, but her name was Lane. And I went over, and I said, I, I think I know you. You know, you look so familiar. Of course, she was young then, and we're all old now. And she told me her name, and I said, God Almighty, that's exactly who you were. Beautiful girl, beautiful <laughs> girl. But that's the first time I'd seen her. She did marry an Eastern pilot, a captain. He died about 10 years ago. Okay. But uh, she heard about our flying picnic and came and was sort of sitting by herself uh, when I first noticed her. And then, of course, she really didn't know a lot of people there. She'd been <clears throat> flight attendant for many years, many years ago. But, uh, yeah, Corpus Christi, that was a great little place to lay over. Okay. Well, now we're going to hear uh, an interesting uh, layover city because Mike Scott was around the world traveler. He traveled uh, <laughs> after Eastern, uh, uh, you, you just about anywhere in the world. What was your favorite, Mike? Well, one of my, I guess Munich, uh, Germany was one of my favorite layovers next to Zurich, Switzerland. Wow! I mean, it was just, uh, especially in the summertime, it was so gorgeous and lots and lots of beer and countries were very clean and it's just a lot of things to do. Really a great place. Really enjoy the food. Okay. Now I'm going to ask our non-pilot. But do you guys, uh, uh, Chuck? You used to you used to travel with Eastern and go out to maintenance areas. I think you went out. West somewhere, you were out there for a little while, weren't you, Chuck? Yeah, I, they, they would, uh, every once in a while, I, I was in the 1011 hangar for about 10 years before I went into management. So I, um, they would send some of the senior guys out that could get away from their wives. And uh, I got to go out. Same <laughs> um, place that uh, you mentioned before, we went out to Las Vegas. Uh, and then we went to um, 
Reno. And um, there was a plane there that had landed. Um, I guess it's a nonstop flight or something. And they didn't, I, for some reason, I don't know why they didn't send people from out west out there, but they asked us from Miami to fly, and they flew us out there. And we were only there for a day. We fixed uh, some hydraulics and put a, got some tires for it and stuff, and we left, and it flew on to California, I believe. But um, well, well, you I had guys, a good time. Do you guys remember what the tagline for Reno, Nevada is? When you came into Reno, you saw a sign that says, what, what this, does that sign say? Best, best little something. Biggest little city biggest in, the world. City in biggest, the world. Biggest little city in the world. That's right. <laughs> yeah. It was always fun. Yeah, Reno was right a great out. place. Didn't yeah. have any pavement on the main street. <laughs> Did we what? Did anybody go to Reno when the main street that has the casinos on it now was made out of dirt? No, no, mm, we, I don't think that, that old. You're talking about the Donner Pass yeah. guys up there that tried to cross <laughs> over into California, aren't you? That was back in the 1800s. <laughs> well, that, Reno actually sits uh, between, uh, obviously, between, uh, the Californians right down the road. And they used to cross over. There was a river there, and they used to cross over this old bridge into California. It, it didn't go through Donner Pass or anything, but those streets were were dirt back in those days. And when I we came there, it wasn't the main street. Maybe three or four streets off the main road, they still had dirt roads. Wow! Wow! And that okay, was back well. in let's see, probably sixties, something like that. But now, here, course. here's here's another question, you guys, uh, Chuck, you and uh, and uh, and Al. I'm sure you you got your fair share of C3 passes. But what was your favorite C3 pass vacation that you can remember with Eastern? Well, mine mine was that uh, we got. Um, we got the bug for Disney World here in Florida, and we went every year for 10 years to Disney World while my two girls were growing up. So that was a great past privilege for us. The okay. only other one was we went to Boston, Mass. to visit some uh, relatives at Christmas, and we got uh, we got number one passes. And then when we got there, they, there was hardly anybody traveling on Christmas. So the first class section was almost empty. And the girl comes go. by and she says, "Why don't the four of you come on up to first class and yeah. you'll be more comfortable?" That, that was, was great. Good, that was, was good. good. Now, how about you, Al? Oh, I think my best place they uh, gave me a pass to take my mother and mother-in-law to Vegas, okay. and I could hardly get them out of that place. <laughs> <laughs> so you ran out You're of money. Like the casino no. or Vegas? <laughs> Both. Both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then when we were flying back, they asked anybody that has the most uh, coins, they would give them a bottle of champagne. Well, right. both of them had jars full of money. <laughs> jars. Yes. Oh, oh, I got coins hey, from hey. a lot of the casinos there in Vegas. Didn't uh, didn't Eastern give us vacation passes that were over over the C three uh, yes, standing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, they, they sure did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think it was after what seven years service or something like that. Yeah. He would he'd get yeah. one every once. In a while. Okay, now here's C3 another guy. V's? Here's do what, Mike? I think they were called C3Vs, weren't they? See, it must have been yeah something. For vacation, like that. yeah, yeah. yeah. I but I was. know we we had to put a suit and tie on, which my kids used to hate to yeah. do. Everybody yeah. else was in dungarees and sweatshirts, and, and you could always tell the pass riders at the gate. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Now they wear practically nothing, just a pair of flip-flops. There you go. All right, just time to play a record here. So I'm going to put a little bit of, uh, let's see if you can remember this artist and the name of this song. We'll play a little bit of it and let you guys identify him. Well, it's time tonight, and I just got paid. So much I allowed, I allowed it to spend a little bit longer. But who was that singing? What a Terrence Domino? Nope. Little Richard. Who? Little Richard. Little Richard. Oh, Fat Domino. Yeah, no, nice. Little Richard. <laughs> little I think Richard. The, screen, the screen gave ah when he says that. He does that on all of his just about all of his records from the late fifties. Yeah. Yeah, that was good music. That was Eastern music. Yes, it was. All right, now here's another question. What was your favorite crew or passenger meal served on Eastern Airlines that you can remember? Anybody? Philly yeah. Mignon, first class. Philly Mignon. Yeah. We, 
Atlanta, L.A., we had great hot fudge Sundays and great steaks. Yep. <laughs> fine yeah. food, fine. You used to have those little little tiny serving uh, thing. I still got mine, and they give you a steak, a little small steak in it. That was good. How about it, Bill? What was your favorite? Oh, they had what you call chicken, K-Part chicken. Okay. Was that... Uh, is that the one that had something in the middle of it? I don't remember, but it was, was some kind of chicken. That would yeah. be chicken cordon bleu. Cordon bleu. That was one of my favorite meals. I loved Eastern's yeah. chicken cordon bleu. Yeah. But my favorite meal, I'm going to tell you where it was. It was from the morning we had a layover in Mexico City. And on our return flight from Mexico City to Atlanta, they served the best breakfast that I, it was a heavenly breakfast. That's all I can say about it. It was absolutely mm-hmm. delicious. Eggs Ranchero, of course, and uh, mm-hmm. everything else Mexican prepared, the kitchen there, and just just a wonderful meal. Oh, it was good. You know, good food is all dependent on just how hungry you are. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> Vienna sausage wouldn't be too bad if you're really hungry. <laughs> well, see, today you can get a cup of water and some peanuts. Yeah, yeah. How about you're it, lucky. Al? What was your favorite meal? Fast riding. Or? Al, you still with me? Yeah, steak was my favorite. Yeah. You know, we had those filet mignons, and we used to come into Greensboro, South Carolina, the Greensboro Airport, and um, that's where Wonder Dog was. And Wonder Dog mm-hmm. was an old stray dog that was taken in by the ramp service, and they fed it some of the finest steaks that Eastern cooked and served its passengers in first class. I mean, Wonder Dog just decided right then and there that he had found a home. <laughs> He, and he, he gained weight, too. He gained the weight. Like a toad. And you remember, uh, Jim, they made a cape, and they had him. he had a little helmet just like Ramp Service did. Yeah, and they put a little yeah, cape, I and know. it said WD on the back of that cape, Wonder Dog. Yeah, yeah, Wonder Dog, right. Yeah, they put him in the newspaper and everything. I mean, he was yeah. – then one day, he didn't show up, and he had gone mm-hmm. off. He just reached his age, and he had gone mm-hmm. off, and um, – I, uh, he, he, I guess he had too many well, I remember him being there a couple uh, of years. I don't know. It's hard. You know, it seemed like every time I went through Greensboro, there's one dog over there sleeping in the yeah. sun. And, you know, in the, in the terminal, he he sprawled out with all four sprawled out so he could get, in the summertime, that cool uh, terrazzo floor they had in the terminal there. And he'd cool off, yeah. and passengers had to step over him. I mean, they gave him priority. <laughs> he, had he, must come back as, he had a dog. He uh, must have come back as WD-40. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder dog. Everybody remembers the, the the cakes. Remember all the desserts, the Sara Lee cakes that they all had? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I liked it when they threw out every once in a while they had a hamburger, you know. Uh, yep. And uh, they had hamburger, and they were really good. Yeah. What were you going to say, Al Jenkins? 
Oh, I wasn't going to say anything. I was just listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need that type, too. We need listeners, and we need talkers, too. So do a little bit of both. We'd have appreciate well, it. You know they yeah, always how about you down drink. there, Bill? Are you still with yeah, us? Yeah. Yeah, I'm listening. Oh, you're listening, too? All right. Okay. Well, yeah. uh, let's see if I can find a good one here now for you. Uh, or you want me to play a record, another record? Well, we're going to, I'm going to spend one here. See if you remember this recording artist. Return to me. Yep. <laughs> oh, my dear, I'm so lonely. Hurry back, hurry back, oh my love, hurry back, I am yours. Return to me, for my heart wants you only. Hurry home, hurry home, won't you please hurry home to my heart. My darling, if I hurt you, I'm sorry. Forgive me, and please say you are mine. Return to me. Please come back, bella mia. Hurry back, hurry home to my arms, to my lips and my heart. singing in Spanish, and I don't understand Spanish, so I'm cutting him off. <laughs> oh, okay. That's Dino. He was on yes, TV. Dino. <laughs> yeah, Dean Martin. It says, Cara mia tia mio, solo u, solo su, solo tu, so tu, mio coro. Yes. That's that life course in Spanish. Man. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've been Dean Martin fan. Cinco de Mayo already. Cinco de Mayo, there you go. It sure is. <laughs> All right. Let's get back to some of my questions here. Now, here, you got to do a little thinking on this one. Uh-oh, what, we're in trouble what, now. There you yeah, go. What Eastern, benefit, what Eastern benefit did you like the most? Working there. <laughs> they had That's to be good. the passes. You like the passes? Oh, yeah. You got two kids and you get free passes. That's good. Mm-hmm. How about the health insurance? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I never had, my kids never had health insurance until I got with Eastern. And boy, did it come in handy. You know, I've told this story many times before and I'll tell it again because it shows 
the type of company that we we had the pleasure of working for. But when my wife had a stroke, when I was with the company less than six months, no health insurance, no past privileges, no time off, and here she was in the hospital in a coma. Eastern Airlines paid for her health insurance, my health, our health insurance. They gave me the time off that I needed to be with her, and all of this without any benefits from the company. And that's the type of company Eastern was. And, and Jim Holder, you know Ernie Betts. Yes. Ernie Betts, his wife, had a stroke about the same time my wife had. Now, Ernie was hired one week before me. And uh, I talked to him the other day, and we were talking about how great a company that we worked for and about what Eastern did for us. And I didn't know this, but I, I did know that his wife had a stroke because I took them and I reminded Ernie, I said, you know, I had you and your wife uh, on my airplane flying you to uh, out west to Salt Lake City, I believe it was. And he said, oh, yeah, I remember that. And uh, she was in a wheelchair because she was paralyzed from the waist down. But he said, Neil, he said, you know, when she had that stroke, Eastern gave her past privileges just like, I mean, Eastern worked it out with United Airlines to fly her from Atlanta to, to, uh, to Dallas, Texas. I think it was Dallas, he said, or Denver. I think it was Dallas to take treatments all the time that she was in rehab and recovering from her stroke. And that's the kind of company that Eastern was. Neither one of us had any kind of health insurance or anything. But he remembered that about Eastern doing that for, for Janet. That was his wife's name, Janet. But uh, I'm sure there are hundreds of thousands of stories over the years that our company uh, they went beyond just giving us benefits. They were a company that cared about its employees. That they did. Yeah, I had one of my children who was a newborn, and she got pneumonia. And the doctor in, in Atlanta kept saying she just had a bad cold. And my wife says, no, she's not, she's not looking good. And she called the pediatrician that delivered the baby. And uh, he says, well, if you can come back, we'll, we'll get her into the hospital here in Miami. And I called up. I, was, I just got my job as a tech supervisor there, and, and uh, so now I was going to go up to Atlanta. And um, I called my boss and told him the problem. He says, we're going to send you drive here and leave your car parked in front of the eastern baggage fleet, and we'll have them park your car for you. And we got a plane here. If you can get here within the next uh, half hour or so, and we lived in Morrow, so that was that was possible. And it, they held up a plane for us and got my my family on it. And I had a dog, and I says, "What am I going to do with my dog?" She says, "You leave the dog with the with the uh, baggage guy that's next to your car." And they took my dog and put him in a cage downstairs. We got on first class. They flew us up to Miami. I don't know if they speeded anything, but they got us there quite fast. And they had a car waiting for us to take us to the hospital 
And my the doctor came out later on. And he says, "You're lucky you got here." He says, "Your child was had I don't know what is the second and third stage pneumonia, and it wasn't going to do so well." So that's my story about how Eastern was a great airline. Of course, I'm an Eastern brat, so I know all about all the good things that they do for their people. It's a beautiful, beautiful experience to work for Eastern Airlines. Sure. I, I, you know, I work for other small fixed-based operators, and I was in the Air Force, and before I got on, I was with Pan Am, got laid off there. But I remember my years is, is great. When I was in Miami, and I went into any kind of store, uh, in fact, uh, the Super Bowl one year was advertising a, a Chevrolet um, um, blazer, and it was on a uh, thing in the middle of the football field. And I said, "Boy, I'd like to have that car." So I hopped in my car after the after the Super Bowl and went down there to, to Chevrolet dealer on H Street. And he, I said, "You got this?" And he says, "Yeah." And I says, "I'd sure like to to buy this. I'd have to go see my credit union." I work for Eastern Airlines. He says, do you have your ID card? I said, yeah. He says, give me your ID card. He went and printed it off, and he says, here's the keys to the car. And I took the car home. I left mine for a trade-in. And I didn't hear from him for about a week. And the guy says, Mr. Albright, he called, finally called. He says, um, can you come over to the credit union and find the papers for the car that you bought a week ago? And that's how <laughs> people were in Miami if you work for Eastern Airlines. Yeah. They yeah. had good relationships with the uh, the community. You know, okay, you know, well, let's, let's hear from some others here. Uh, how about it, Bill? Do you have any favorite stories about uh, some of the benefits that Eastern gave you? Uh, well, they were all around. It was a very good airline, and it was a – what you call a people's airline. In other words, they were, went overboard and would do things for you. And I can't remember any one particular instant right now. Yeah. Well, just by letting us come to work for Go ahead, Jim. My youngest daughter at age nine, she, they found she had a heart problem when she was born. I, about a year and a half old, they found it, and they said, we can't do anything right now. She'll have to grow some. But they did major surgery on her at Emory, uh, heart surgery. And, of course, she was it was very expensive and everything, and the Eastern Benefit Insurance. Uh, otherwise, I'd have been bankrupt, of course, going to Emory. But uh, they did. Yeah. That insurance covered her major heart surgery. Wow. Never forget it. Yep. Well, let's play I it right there right now. Airlines. Yeah. I'm going to put a put a record on another record. I got one more after this one, and then we'll probably uh, have just a few more minutes to talk. And let's hear Mr. Tom Dooley. Ooh. <laughs> Throughout history, there have been many songs written about the eternal triangle. This next one tells the story of a Mr. Grayson, a beautiful woman, and a condemned
condemned man named Tom Dooley. When the sun rises tomorrow, Tom Dooley must hang. Hang down your head, Tom Dooley. Hang down your head and cry. Hang down your head, Tom Dooley. Poor boy, you're bound to die. The mountain, there I took her life. Met her on the mountain, stabbed her with my knife. Hang down your head, Tom Dooley. Hang down your head and cry. Hang down your head, Tom Dooley. Poor boy, you're bound to die. This time. Tomorrow, reckon where I'll be. Hadn't it been for Grayson, I'd have been in Tennessee. Well, now, boy, hang down your head and cry. Hang down your head and cry. Hang down your head and cry. Oh, boy, you're bound to die. They were in Kingston 
Kingston, Jamaica. Jamaica. They were at, at there, and they decided that Kingston. That sounds like a good name. Let's make that our name, and that's where they came up with the Kingston. My trio. golly, they were, My golly. They were in Jamaica. Guess they had to have some competition for the what do you call it? The uh, what was the ones that? Uh, it just had a brain fart there. Pardon my French. <laughs> <word, but. Yeah. laughs> you know, we had, a, we had a layover in Kingston. This is a long time ago. <laughs> and the first night that went from Miami to Kingston to uh, Montego Bay. And yeah. I did not know this. And the hotel there that we stayed at, was only one, one two-month period I flew that trip. And we laid over in Kingston. And the, the movie, uh, James Bond movie, his very first one, where the yeah. Ultra Andrus is walking out of the beach on the beach, walking towards Dr. No. It's, it's, oh, yeah. It's right yeah. there, Dr. No. And it was filmed right behind the <laughs> Kingston Hotel. And they they had pictures in the lobby about how it was filmed way back when in 61 or whatever it was. And she's uh, walking up, and I thought it was on some romantic island somewhere, you know, that did it. It was right behind the Kingston Hotel. In Kingston. Well, you know, Jim, I used to have a trip from Atlanta to uh, Kingston, and we had uh, about three or four hours in the uh, operations there before we turned around and headed back. And uh, mm-hmm. you could look right off the airport, and there was the beach there. And mm-hmm. uh, the guy guy suggested, he says, next time you come in, if, if you, you don't want to just hang out in those chairs in the lounge there, he said, why don't you get your mm-hmm. bathing suits and go and take my car and go on over there mm-hmm. to the beach and swim. And we did. Yeah, right. <laughs> the whole month, we did that. <laughs> well, I, I thought I, I, the brain thing just popped back into my head. It was the Nairobi trio I was thinking with the Kingston trio. <laughs> Nairobi trio? Remember the Nairobi trio? <laughs> no, I'm afraid not. I must be too young. <laughs> okay. Well, let's see if I can find another. Oh, yeah, here's a good one. You know, Eastern Airlines had probably the best commercials on radio and television of any airline or any corporate uh, corporation that I that I could remember I mean they had some great great commercials thinking of their commercials which was the commercial that you like to hear the most anybody tell the one I was in Oh, that's the one that had that all those people forming the logo. Yep, I'm in that. I'm in that picture. You're standing I right like beside the number that. one to the sun. Number you one. You can't to the see sun. me too well, but I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, number one to the sun. How about uh, Wings mm. of Man? Or uh, I used to enjoy the commercials that we did for for Disney. Oh, yeah. If, if I had wings, if I had wings. Right. That yeah. one? And wings. Sure. Yeah. Wonderful. They did a commercial with the uh, that mine, his, uh, Marceau. Yeah. And they did mine. it in the 1011 hangar in one of the empty airplanes. And uh, the mechanics, I was a mechanic, and you, we had to go put paper on the, on the windows to block out all the light because – the commercial was supposed to be done during the, the, the nighttime or evening, and uh, yeah. 
and then he did this thing in, inside the airplane. But um, there was another one there that um, they did in the 1011 hangar where Frank Borman walked out on the wing of a 1011. Yeah. Okay, time for another. I had your chance, Chuck, and you did, you missed it. <laughs> uh, yeah, hey, Jim, wasn't Virgil Tedder on uh, one of the commercials? I think he was. You know, he's a very handsome guy and very, well, you know, got that soft southern drawl and all that. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's, here's something you, my you, hero. you guys probably didn't know him or I flew with him on the conveyor when I first came to the company. Uh, his name was Steve Reap, R-E-E-P, Steve yes. Reap, yes. and he was based yes. in Miami, uh, and mm-hmm. uh, I think he came to Washington to fly captain, but uh, he had nine children. True story. <laughs> he had nine mm-hmm. children, and all nine of them were models, and Eastern used him on a couple of, uh, not his children, but him. Mm-hmm. Good-looking captain, good-looking guy. Yeah, he's a good-looking guy, yeah. Yeah, Steve Reap. I'll never forget him. I, I think I asked him about, uh, you know, all the children. He said, yeah, he said, they have to work to help me, uh, uh, you know, pay for them. And he said, they're all models. Yeah, so. another one that used to do a lot of uh, the picture commercials and all that was Captain Walt Brady. Yeah, Walt mm-hmm. Brady, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. And Hugh Pierce uh, did some too. Hugh, Captain Hugh Pierce. Yeah, we had we had some good commercials, some great commercials. All right, here's the last song. That one's easy. You, you can slow dance to this one. It's not for me to say. to say you'll always care Oh, but here for the moment I can hold you fast and press your lips to mine and dream Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I saved this little thing here. I forgot who sent it to me. Uh, 
maybe one of you guys sent it to me. But I think it's funny, and we're going to play this. I, I think I put it on my board here, too. Yeah. See if uh, you remember this uh, improvement uh, of uh, mechanical Neil? apparatus. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to have to get off of here right now. Uh, we're getting tornado warning. Uh-oh. Okay, Al. We'll talk to you next week, hopefully. All right. All right. Listen to this, guys. For a number of years now, work has been proceeding in order to bring perfection to the crudely conceived idea of a transmission that would not only supply inverse reactive current for use in unilateral phase detractors, but would also be capable of automatically synchronizing cardinal grammeters. Such an instrument is the turboencabulator. Now, basically, the only new principle involved is that instead of power being generated by the relative motion of conductors and fluxes, it is produced by the modial interaction of magneto-reluctance and capacitive directance. The original machine had a base plate of prefamulated amulite surmounted by a malleable logarithmic casing in such a way that the two spurving bearings were in a direct line with a panometric fam. The latter consisted simply of six hydrocoptic marzal veins so fitted to the ambifacient lunar wane shaft that side fumbling was effectively prevented. The main winding was of the normal lotus o delta type placed in panendermic semi-boloid slots of the stator every seventh conductor being connected by a non-reversible tremie pipe to the differential girdle spring on the up end of the Grammys. The turboencabulator has now reached a high level of development, and it's being successfully used in the operation of nofertrunions. Moreover, whenever a fluorescent score motion is required, it may also be employed in conjunction with a drawn reciprocation dingle arm to reduce sinusoidal repleneration. It's not cheap, but I'm sure the government will buy it. Chuck, can you, know, you, uh, just about, could you... Just, just who said that to you? I said that to you. I bought two did? of them. Neither one of them worked. Neither Jim one Holder, of them worked. did you send it? Yeah, I sent it to I, you. I didn't... Oh. I, 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 it was a well, joke. I couldn't get the damn thing to do a thing. It wouldn't cut the grass or nothing. <laughs> well, my next door neighbor building you one. You got to put gas in it. <laughs> well, I said put in kerosene. <laughs> Maybe that's why it wouldn't work. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't get what he said. What is it? <laughs> it's a turbo and in turbo encapsulator. Encapsulator. <laughs> Chuck, you that ought to know all made about a lot of that being a mechanic. So what does it really is? Does it mean anything? Well, the guy, the way he talks, he'd be a perfect politician. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that was good. Well, well, you know, probably that probably ends up being something like a light bulb. That was a video, and you ought to see him. Uh, he had a, a, a schematic board behind him, and he was pointing to all these things. <laughs> it was absolutely funny, funny, funny. Uh, yeah, all right, boy, my last question. My last one. question, and we're out of here. Okay, let's see what it is. Well, uh, what do you got? Fortune okay. cookies there? You know, 
What was your favorite all-time? Now, this is for the pilots. What was your favorite all-time uh, bid that you favored to fly a particular bid that the company put out at your domicile? And it was – now, some guys enjoyed flying at night, I mean, so they could be home during the daytime. And I flew a, a few of those myself, night flights. Most, a lot of them were the QCs, and where you flew mm -hmm. the cargo at night. Mm -hmm. And um, but, what was your favorite city pairing route uh, route that uh, that you enjoyed flying? I can tell you mine. Mine was pretty much Atlanta to Seattle and Portland. Mm-hmm. Mine was Atlanta, Seattle, Portland, and L.A. I did and a LA. lot of L.A. flying on the yeah. DC-8 and the 727, but L.A. had, I don't know, it just it just was great. Yeah, I, don't know. I agree with you. That was good. So much to do out there in, Atlanta, in L.A., you know, and you could rent a car and go here and go there and yeah. go to the racetrack. We used to fly one at landed about 11 o'clock in the racetrack. We're about a mile east, and we'd all pile into a taxi cab and go over there. And uh, Between races, we'd eat hot fudge, and between the next one, we'd eat ice cream. Between the next one, we'd eat a hot dog, and by the time the lights race up, we was either broke and throwing up. <laughs> well, it, it was great fun going to those horse races. You LA. know, what we would what we would do is uh, right close to the airport, the uh, Marriott, where we stayed, uh, there was a bicycle shop, and we would go and rent a bicycle, and uh, mm -hmm. the crew. And then finally, I started flying my kids out there, and they thoroughly enjoyed doing that. We'd fly. I mm -hmm. mean, we'd pedal over to Marina Del Rey and Manhattan mm -hmm. Beach. Right. We'd just pedal all around that area, Santa Monica Pier mm -hmm. and all that. It was good, a good mm -hmm. layover city. Yeah, it was. How about it, Mike? Where was you? And usually a long layover, too, you know, at least yeah. a you know, 18-hour right. layover. Yeah. Mike, what was yours? Well, there was no uh, there was no bids involved when, our, when I was doing all the flying. I mean, it was kind of like all the trips were good, but uh, <laughs> the latter part, when I when I became in charge of the operation, I used to just, just I assigned the trips, so I picked the ones that I wanted. <laughs> that was easy that way. If I didn't want to go on it, I put the other guys on it. <laughs> So you were flying to Munich all the time, right? <laughs> well, I, I didn't do much international towards the end because I just got bored of it, really. Yeah. The jet lag and all the rest of it, I got tired of doing that, worrying about customs and money exchange and all the rest of that stuff that yeah. goes along with it. Uh, I pretty much stayed in the States. <clears throat> you know, I'd really like to get some guys on the radio show that uh, did a little and our flight attendants that did the Mac flying and uh, listen to some of their stories flying the uh, Mac Mac aircraft DC-8s and all I'd love to talk to a few of those so if you know of anybody in the area that did any of the Mac tell them we want to ask them to come on the show and tell us about some of their experiences that'd be fun I, yeah, I think be... I wish I I could have done that, but I didn't didn't want to get out of town, out of Dodge too much, I guess. 
Well, Brenda okay. might be able to help us out with some of that. Who is yeah. that? Bren, Brenda. Who? Oh yeah, that would be good. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll ask know, her. She might. She might could put a Twix out, or you know, to the. Uh, yeah, the gals that are from Eastern. That's a good idea. I think have I'll a, have ask a, her. They might have a connection. Very good. Thanks for the suggestion, Mike. Okay. Uh, remember, Real Thursday at seven o'clock. We're going to we're going to be on the radio show at seven o'clock on Thursday night. Now we're moving it up an hour. Go ahead, Jim. Uh yeah. Just mentioned uh, Brenda. Would you be so kind to send me her email address? I want to in, uh, send her something. Okay, I will. I sure okay, will. Okay, thank you. Okay, well, here you go, Mr. Merle Haggard. What you got to say? Here you go. <laughs> Hey, guys, uh, good show. Want... Yeah, who's that? Hey, wants to... Yeah. Al. 
you know, I don't have the number to your other show. I've been trying to find it, and I couldn't find it. Can you okay, send it to Okay, well, me? that's a good – I'll remind you right now. It's uh, 516, area code 516. Oh, let me get a pencil. Okay. And a piece of paper. ATC clears. ATC clears. You let me know when you got it. Hold Full on. root clearance. This is still we're still on airtime town. So All right, go ahead. Five one six. Five one six. Five three one. Five three one. Nine five three zero. Zero. I will be on. What time? Uh we start at seven o'clock. Uh you can tune in fifteen minutes early if you wanna chat with everybody. Oh, okay. I will Looking do forward it. to it. Now I want to push the off button. Here we go, guys. Here you go. Good show. Take care.